Hey, today, today I really planned on talking more about fear than I did, but I think it's just this idea of beliefs that you you take on early on in life that either serve you or misserve you and how to escape those or how to at least start questioning them and how you realize how those things have built you into the place that you're in right now and kind of how to start questioning if they're serving you any longer. And I think more than anything, start showing up for your life and deciding what you want it to be like, not based on things that you've been told would help you to survive in this life. I want you to base it off of things that are going to help you thrive in this life, right? So that's what we're talking about today. I'm so grateful that you're here. You can always check out the blog at nothing.com. That's where you'll find extra writings from me um, on subjects that we cover and then just on random subjects. You never really know what's going to be there. Um, that's where you can check that out. You can also support this work and me at nothing.com slash support. Um, head over there if this is helping you in any way and you want to support the death of a dream movement. Thank you so much for listening. I'm so grateful to have this community. I would love to hear about how the death of a dream is helping you to question yourself in your own life in making moves and showing up to live life on your terms. Have you ever wondered how to live the life that you want? Have you ever sat and really allowed yourself to dream about it and start writing down action steps to go after those things? If you haven't, welcome, because most of us haven't. And I honestly woke up at the age of 30 and realized that I had one dream left for my life and that that wasn't going to be enough. And that I couldn't just keep kind of riding the tide of what my life was going to look like. I couldn't just keep signing up for what everyone else had envisioned for my life except for me. And so that year I put my foot down and I said, I want to be about things that I want to be about. I want to say in my life. And if that's something that you need, then this is it. We're coming at you every day, calling for you to live bigger, to cut and overcome your limiting beliefs and to align your life, to have a say, to be that person. If that's what you need, come here every day. We have you. Join our community, start rising up, and start taking your life back. You are worth it. You are beyond worth everything that you deserve. Everything that you can dream you want for your life, you are worth. And that's what we're about here. Let's dive in. Hey, welcome to the death of a dream. Um, 
Okay, let's dive in with our great things. Hopefully all of you have been just loading up on your greatness experiments, right? How are you adapting greatness into your life? How are you recognizing yourself for the great accomplishments that you have made? Because here's the deal. If you got up today, if you didn't get up today, right? If you decided that loving yourself and resting and reflecting was going to be more important, then that counts too, right? Like we're just so hard on ourselves in pass-fail situations and failure doesn't always look like sleeping more or sitting down and relaxing. I think a lot of times we just have to shift what we think of as failure and we need to start valuing more of those rest states and those self-love states because I think so many times we just hold ourselves captive with it right and we're like okay if you do this really super sucky annoying thing then you can rest and I want you to love yourself enough to allow yourself to rest regardless right so Hopefully you've started adapting greatness into your daily practice and you're actively recognizing yourself for the great things that you're doing and you're starting to see a little bit of a change in your confidence in the way that you're walking through this world right now. And I think most importantly, you have started to grow confidence in your ability to speak to those things when you are called on. And even if you're not um, in meetings, hopefully your confidence is increasing and you're starting to see a difference. Now, my great thing, hmm, really hasn't been this like active journey of, oh my gosh, you're so amazing. Keep going. You're the best ever. Um, I really like want to be in that place. And I've just been in this kind of resettling place where I'm trying to gain my grounding for what my life looks like now. Cause we took a pretty drastic turn about three or four weeks ago. And, you know, that's, been a challenge. And I think the most challenging thing is I'm not used to having friends there to support me. I'm actually really used to pushing people away when I feel bad because I think a lot of times people don't expect bad feelings or negativity from me just because, you know, I'm an Enneagram 7 and I'm supposed to be happy all the time. And I read somewhere um, that Enneagram 7s a lot of times don't get checked in on because there's this ever-present belief that they're just happy all the time, that they don't have low points. And um, yeah, I think that's so true. I would say the hardest thing for me really is sharing and <laughs> reflecting negative feelings. And so it's hard for me to even open up on those things with people. And so even as I'm kind of going through the lows and the highs of what this move means to my life, of how I reinterpret the value that I add to this world, um, you know, I think the hardest thing for me 
has been the loneliness of it all. And that's on me. I don't, you know, I don't want to be heavy on people. Like they expect lightness from me. A lot of people want me for that lightness and need me for that. And so I don't, I don't like to bring darkness into people's lives because I don't like darkness brought into mine. So why would I want to force that on anybody else? So I think for me, my great thing has been navigating through the lows and the highs. And I don't feel myself trying to escape the lows as much as I used to. Um, I've been making myself sit in the low feelings. And you heard some of that last week and the highs. So the lows are much more present right now than the highs. Um, it's, it's part of the journey. It's part of the balance. It's part of doing anything new, right? And so that's what we're going to talk about today is newness and fear and, you know, just all the great things of what you're going to feel as you start to go through changes in your life, as you start to show up and adopt and adapt to your new world. Um, Because that's basically what we're talking about. So, Make sure that you take time today to recognize yourself for your great thing. It can be staying in bed. It can be loving yourself. It can be anything that you feel great about. You do great things every day. We have to start making it a practice to recognize ourselves for those things. Because trust me, you're doing the opposite way more. So I'm just asking you to do this one thing for yourself. It will change your life and the way that you see yourself and interpret yourself. So do that. Okay. That's all. No, I'm just kidding. That's not all. So today I kind of wanted to discuss fear and fear because I've, you know, truthfully been kind of in this kind of sudden flux of fear and where is my life headed and holy crap did you really just do this thing are you insane people don't do this you can't just do this please stop why are you still doing this really we're still here hey we should probably go back to the normal world this fantasy world that you're trying to live in doesn't really exist what are you doing um and so since these voices have been ever present, I know that that's just fear. I know that a big portion of this journey is so blindly and yet not blindly based on faith and trust, right? Trusting what I'm being told, trusting that I've done the work, trusting myself to continue to do the work, trusting the voices that I'm hearing right? And, you know, I think so many times we run away from that. We're scared of what that may look like, of trusting that voice. Um, And I think rightfully so. It's scary, right? 
And so I've been kind of in this state of fear of like, okay, what does this look like now? How do we do this? How do we structure this? What are you doing? You've gone insane. And, you know, those states of fear have been kind of holding me in this place of paralyzing motion. Like I'm moving, but I'm not really freely moving. It's labored. It's, it's the exact opposite of where I wanted to be. And I think this is it. This is it, or hopefully this is it. I think it's this perplexity where you, you don't really give yourself freedom to throw away this old sense of security. And so often we have learned what security, what stability, what life is going to look like for us early on. And we never kind of readjust. And I know for me, that is so true. So true, it's disgusting and disturbing. And I think early on, I was told things that were so untrue. And I let those things guide me through every decision in my life. I had based my entire life off of these principles of security and sanity. And I truly told myself that, like, you just have to stay in the same job. You just have to do X, Y, and Z, and that will guarantee success. And unless you do those things, you will not be successful. And so you might as well just quit life. And what I realized, luckily, blessedly, was that it just didn't hold true. And I don't think that you have to realize those things for you to question that. And really questioning that looks like going back and just asking yourself, is this the life that I would live if I could live any life? And when you are asking those questions, those are where those things are going to come up. And we've talked about that before. And that's a great way to discover your limiting beliefs. And I think these things go hand in hand. The things that you're told are going to guarantee success and um, stability and security, those things, right? And sometimes that looks like a college education. And sometimes that looks like a nine to five. And sometimes that looks like a desk job and all the, the common things, right? And Really, on the other side of that is what you truly want to do. And sometimes it looks like all the things that I just listed off. Sometimes it does look like a college education. Sometimes it does look like a nine to five job. But I want you to question it anyways. Are these things that are still serving you right now? Are these things that you were told early on would have to be things in your life that would make you successful. I mean, drop the mic right now and run away, turn off your phone, take 10 minutes to sit in silence with what you would 
truly be doing if you could do anything? And right there, those initial thoughts that come up, not the thoughts that come up after you are scared out of your mind because of what you just said and thought. The true ones that come up right when you think about it, right? Are you traveling and writing about traveling? Are you, you know, going and getting that next level degree and becoming a you know, getting your doctorate? Are you getting your master's? Or are you applying for that next level job until you get it, right? Because you might get turned down the first time. Um, but those are the those are the things that may serve you now. And a lot of times I think we have to let go of beliefs that just don't serve us anymore. And a lot of times those beliefs just look like, the only way I can make money is doing this. Um, you know, if you're holding on to some middle-class mindsets like I was, I think a lot of times those look like very, very structured, secure methods of living um, and not really mo- just moving up another level. And it would be crazy to think that you could ever be a CEO, but you could probably dream to maybe be a director or manager someday. Go. And, you know, those things may have served you back then when you were young, when you were crafting up what you were going to look like. But now that you are into adulthood, I think the important things now come with what your life looks like right now and not how you survive as much as how you thrive. And are you living a life that you actually want to live or are you just living a life? And that question is vital. And it's not just about survival. And I think so many times that's how we craft it. How do we survive? How do we survive? How do we survive? And survival looks like having the nice cars and the nice house. And and survival looks like this perfectly printed picture on Instagram or on Facebook. Um, But that's not necessarily thriving. And I think what I want you to do is start to flip your mindset of what that looks like. It's not just survival. Adulthood is about thriving. Adulthood is about enjoyment, right? How many of you are just suffering through your life because that's what you were told it had to look like? I know. I know. For a fact, I was told multiple times, and that is the understatement of the year. I was told a billion times before before I even graduated high school, that adulthood, if you're doing it right, mostly looks miserable. And you're supposed to not like your job. And even into adulthood, I was told that. Like, yeah, I mean, jobs aren't fun. And I think I just started to question whether I wanted to sit in disenjoyment of my life when I'm spending so much of it doing that thing, doing that job, hating my life. And I didn't even hate it. It was just that it was just okay. And, and really questioning whether or not that was okay with me. 
And knowing that I was going to sit here and hate a majority of my life and really only live in vacations and on weekends. And that was if I didn't spend a majority of my weekends checking emails and stressing out about going back to the week, right? And I don't know. This belief that you have to be miserable just wasn't really serving me anymore. And I didn't want to live there. Now, this is what I will say. You can't just flip a switch and be like, you know, Hannah, she's right. I'm miserable. I hate this. And so I'm going to just leave. She's right. I should thrive. I shouldn't just survive. Bye. Okay. If you want to empower yourself past this moment, there are specific things that you have to do in order to make sure (laughs) that you can move into that and survive and thrive. Okay. And I think the first and foremost, and this, this will come up every single time is the financial side of it. How do you move into doing something you want to do knowing that you maybe aren't going to make money right away? And I think, how do you, how do you do that? And how do you know that this is what you want to do and this is what you want to work on and trust yourself and move. Here's the thing. All the time growing up, I was just told that there was this constant cycle of just misery and that's where you had to live. And that's where everyone lived. And if you did it a little bit better than the people before you, you would be slightly happier and you might vacation more because you made more money, not because you decided to do that, just because you made more money and so you're more successful. And what I figured out is that I could make more money and that money was always going to be on the table. Money was always going to be something that we had conversations about, but it didn't really matter how much more money I made. We were always just like, okay, if you just make this much money, if you just make this much money, and it always seemed like we always wanted to make more money, but we never had any more. And so at that point, we started questioning like how we're worshiping this thing. It never seems like we have any. What's going on? What's beneath this? And those were painful conversations beyond. Beyond. And, you know, I think for me, budgeting, staying on a budget, saving money versus spending it only became the right decision when I realized that that was the key to me thriving in life, that that was the key to my freedom, right? And so we committed to becoming debt-free on the crux of we don't want to fight about money every day for the rest of our lives, like everyone else that we knew. And we, we want to be free. Like we want to be able to choose our jobs and our lives and be able to make moves based on passion and 
things that we want to do and not just things that we have to do because we have to pay the bills, right? And so those two drivers really let us down what would become our debt-free journey. And with those two things, for me, it wasn't about Well, it was. It was just those two things. Like, I didn't want to walk the same paths that my parents did. And I didn't want to do, to just trudge through life hating every second of it and only loving a small percentage, like maybe a fourth of it. No. And so if that was going to be the key, if money was always going to be the key, then I was willing to show up and do that work. And so you know, a ripe old six and a half, almost seven years later, we're finally out of the billions of mistakes that we made. Um, But I think more than anything, that was the key to being able to make this move and start following our passions. And this, you know, I think had the pandemic not happened we probably would have been making this move maybe this coming month in August when the kids went back to school. Um, But here we are. And we were able to make that decision based on the needs of our children as well. And yes, there were a billion and one signs that were pointing to me doing it earlier, but truly we were preparing to make this move in August. Um, which is coming right up here, folks. We're about a week away from August. Uh, And I think, you know, that letting go of the idea that you have to be miserable in adulthood if you're doing it right really was probably the biggest shift that I needed to make. It's like there's this common misconception that we're all miserable and we all hate our jobs. And I think that's so untrue. It just isn't true. Right. And everybody's just like, yeah, well, we got to pay the bills. So what are you going to do? You're going to pay the bills and do something that you love to do. And that's what I wanted to get focused on. And I don't know, you know, truly to me, it's like maybe maybe most people aren't unhappy. Maybe most people are actually doing what they want to do. And I'm just going to keep posing the question because I think for the longest time I would sit in places and just be like, oh, I wonder if they like their life. Oh, I wonder if if they're living their dream life. And I didn't even think to question if I was living mine because I was just like, well, I mean, this is kind of what people tell me I'm good at. And, you know, before I was 30, I really, I truly believed that people just told you what you were supposed to do, that you didn't actually get to decide. Truly, that's me being 100% honest. And that's why I want to keep telling this story. That's why I want to keep showing up and questioning it. Because I think so many times we're just raised on this blind belief that one, we have to be miserable. And two, people are going to tell you where you should go next. And I don't want that for any of you. I want you to decide your life. I want you to decide if you're thriving or surviving. I don't want you to sit the rest of your life living for a quarter of it. Because that's what we do so oftentimes. Well, we'll take a vacation in 
I don't know, maybe next summer we'll do that, right? And then only showing up for the weekends or only showing up for the days that your kids have games or only showing up truly happy, never, right? And so that's why I want to keep asking the question. And I'm not saying that everyone needs this. By and large, most people are probably doing their thing and loving their life. But I know at some point we all get to this place where we have to ask, and this is what you should be asking yourself right now, especially if you're just starting out, especially if you're early on in your adult journey. Uh, if you're hearing this now, what I wish I would have told myself when I was 20, 22, 25 even, is that like you actually have a say in your life. And you deserve to not be miserable in life. Like, you actually deserve all the things that you can dream. I mean, if you would have asked me when I was that age, there's no way I could have or would have said these things. These things would have been so true to my heart. And I know that I have, I've always had these thoughts of what I wanted to do, of, of the freedom that I wanted to create for my life. I know that that has always rung true. I know that moving and changing scenery and doing those things has always been in the back of my mind, but there was always this constant survival mode that I knew that I would probably have to live in my whole life because of what I was told early on. And so I think if I could speak to my younger self, it would be questioning those ideologies have you just been told this or is there truth? And so many times there's no truth. And the only truth that I could ever base anything off was the truth of the people around me. And if you don't want to live the same life as the people around you, right, which most people don't, and that's okay. You don't have to want to live the same life as your parents. If you don't want to live that same life, then you owe it to yourself to start questioning how you show up for this life. Period. And especially if you're just starting out, start asking yourself that question. Because you actually do have a say. And I wish that I hadn't waited until I was 30 to start figuring out that, oh, I get to decide what I want to be when I grow up. Nobody else does. And I think so many times we just waste our lives away waiting for someone to call on us when that's never going to happen. Or sometimes they do, yay, but do you really want to wait to wake up until someone else validates how amazing you are? No, you're amazing right now. And if you started working on the things that you wanted to do, right? Like if you have dreams to travel the, the globe, your life probably isn't going to look like your parents. I don't know, maybe they traveled the globe and so follow them, good. But if nobody you know traveled, then you might not want to build your life around the people that you know, right? You might not want to go get the finance accounting job that your sister had 
Or maybe it does look like that. Maybe right now you're just saving all of your money, but then like you can't go out and have all the kids and get the minivan and get the big house. Like you might have to hold on some of those things because of the dreams that you have. Or you can do all of those things and save your money and just make it look different. That's the thing. All of those dreams that you have, all of the things that you want to accomplish can all happen. But you have to stand here and say what you want. And it may look different from stories that have already been written. And it's important that it does. Because so many times those stories that we use to kind of plan out our lives don't serve us. They don't and they can't if we're trying to go in a different direction. And so today, if you do anything for yourself, I really want you to question what are the things that you've been told that make you believe that this is what you're supposed to be doing? And do those things serve you or are they holding you back? And I think so many times they're holding us back from venturing into worlds that we actually want to live in and the world that we actually want to produce for our lives. So go ahead and ask those questions, especially if you're new here to this whole adulthood thing. This is a great time to be asking yourself that. So many things that we're told misserve us into adulthood and we have to kind of rescue ourselves from those beliefs. And I want you to do that early on enough that you don't have to go on a rescue mission like me. So as always, you're smart, you're strong, you're beautiful. What are you going to do? Change the world. Hey, thank you so much for listening today. And every day. Seriously, this is my life work. This is what I've always dreamed to do. And you showing up and listening makes my dream come true and pushes me even harder to help other people realize that they're capable of living their dreams too. So thank you. If you want to and feel so compelled to sharing always helps to spread the message. So go ahead and get social. You can find the death of a dream everywhere. TikTok, uh, YouTube. I actually do a live recording of this podcast. If you want to see my uh, mannerisms, you can go over and head and check that out. I also do a daily vlog there of kind of my mental state in making myself a motivator. So you can go over there and check that out. All those things can be found at the death of a dream. Kind of the um, visual makeup of what I speak to can be found on Pinterest. Again, at the death of a dream. I know, it's crazy. Uh, And on TikTok, actually. So go ahead and search me out on all your socials. And I hope to see you there. If this helped you in any way, share it on your socials. Tag me at the death of a dream. Um, I would love to see what this is meaning to you and, and go ahead and like, and review this podcast. That's how you keep podcasts alive and give back to your favorite podcaster. So thank you so much for being here. 
I love and value this community so much.